Hi, it's Monday, February 28th. I know this because it's my daughter's birthday. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. It's virtually impossible, and it seems almost meaningless, to do a podcast today and not include a discussion of what's happening in the Ukraine. It is, in fact, a very critical moment, but it may be a critical moment in an ever-building critical scenario that has been ongoing and that may continue to be ongoing until we can figure out our priorities and what in the world is happening, literally. I have different kinds of friends. What that means is, is that I am connected to people who have a variety of perceptions about what's going on in the world. And I try very hard, as long as their fundamental values are similar to mine, meaning their principles and their values and the things that they live by, and hopefully the things that they would choose to die by, are consistent with my own. Beyond that, I don't fault them or judge them, their interpretations or their perspectives or their political leanings. And the reason is, is that because good people exist on all sides of the political divide in the United States, and bad people exist on both sides of that divide as well. And it's interesting to me that in the last few days, as this horrific occurrence in Ukraine has taken place, I'm getting texts and emails from both kinds of friends, meaning people who share very opposing perspectives of what's happening globally. And some of what I'm getting, to me, seems ultra-conspiratorial, and some of what I'm getting seems incredibly naive. And they are coming, each one of them, from those opposite sides of political divide and perspectives. And I think, in a sense, they are both being misled. The naive who think that it is as it appears on its face. Putin is this terrible, brutal dictator who wants to conquer the world, at least wants to create greater Russia and probably move into Europe as well, if he could. And people who think that there is just the unforeseen machinations and manipulations of the deep state and the global deep state, not just here in the United States, but that those people are saying to me and linking me to podcasts and alleged news outlets that say none of this is as it seems, that Putin is really trying to root out of Ukraine the corruption that we, the United States, helped to fortify in Ukraine over the last decade, and certainly since 2014 when we helped regime change happen in Ukraine. I think they're both a little right, and I think they're both a little wrong. And I say this because I think the truth, when it comes to politics and when it comes to lust for power, I think the truth is very hard to discern. I mean, we all know good from evil when we see it, right? When when we see innocent people 
being destroyed, being killed, being invaded, as we are seeing in Ukraine. When we see the average person, the average Ukrainian, not the politicians, but the people of Ukraine being slaughtered, we know that's wrong. We know that's evil. We know that's the worst of humankind. And when we see them stand up as they have, remarkably, with the kind of determination and apparent fearlessness that they are showing the world, we know that that's admirable. We know that that's the good. But why all this is happening and who's really responsible? Beside the fact that Putin is responsible for the obvious, for the invasion, for what his army, what his military is doing across the board, both on land and from the air. We know that that's wrong and evil and inhumane. But there are so many other factors that play into this that when we, the United States, continue to buy oil from Putin as we are jumping up and down and saying he's a brute and a dictator and he needs to be stopped and we're going to implement some sanctions, then we become part of that evil as well. It is inconceivable to me that we would buy a drop of oil from him, given that we are energy independent if we open the XL pipeline and allow the rest of the oil and natural gas that is here to be brought to the surface and used by not only we here in America, but exported around the world. There's something inherently wrong in all of that, and it's so wrong that I can't make heads or tails out of it. Because on its face, it seems like President Biden, who shut down the XL pipeline and made us energy dependent on our enemies, on the Middle East, on Iran, who we're also buying oil from, a million barrels in April of 2021 from Iran, buying it from Russia right up until this podcast as I speak, That makes us complicit. That makes the Biden administration complicit. And I can't figure out a rational reason why they would be doing that unless this is a very twisted and a very complex and a very deceptive scenario that we're living in, which is why I am so reluctant to say that either perspective, the ones who think it's as it seems and the ones who think it's nothing like it seems is right or wrong, because I don't purport to know what's really going on. There are a couple of things I can stand by and that I am sure of. In a world where there is still violence, in a world where there is still evil, in a world where there are still humans who want to act from their lowest possible frequency instead of their highest possible frequency, then it is still a world where having the ability to defend yourself is meritorious, is necessary and meritorious. And if ever there was an example of that, it is the comparison, or I should say the contrasting between what happened in Nazi Germany when Hitler confiscated all of the weaponry and the Jews had no way and the gypsies had no way to defend themselves and what's happening in Ukraine, where the government has dispensed every single armament they have 
to every single person, regardless of their sex. And for those of you that are gender hung up, regardless of their gender identification, they've given out guns and the population has stepped up and are standing up. And that's why you see the resistance to Putin so intense. I'm not saying they can prevail at this point. That's another thing I want to stand by in this podcast, which is the difference between light and darkness. But for the moment, let me stick with the guns. For those in this country, in the United States, who always make the argument, do you think an AR will help you if the government comes after you? Well, I think in the Ukraine, the answer is self-evident. Yes. Yes. If the government there or here, if an invader there or here comes barreling down my city streets, I want an AR. I want to be able to defend myself. And if I have to die, I want to die defending myself and die defending what I believe in, not die enslaved and on my knees because I could not defend myself. So I think the argument about why do you need an AR or why do you need guns? I think the answer has been made incredibly clear in Ukraine. You know, I have listened to both Instagram reports and YouTube reports and interviews with people who are saying that the day before the invasion, life was absolutely normal in Ukraine. People were shopping and going to the store and going to work. And overnight, literally, they were needing to arm themselves. They were needing to learn how to make Molotov cocktails in mass so that they could defend their country. It happened overnight. It can happen anywhere overnight. You know, we here in the United States think that it takes nuclear weapons, right? Uh, will, will Putin, I mean, we're at DEFCON 2, which is like an inconceivable level of threat as I speak. DEFCON 2 is that our military has to be ready on six hours notice to deploy. And that's where Europe is too. It's on DEFCON 2. Why? Because Putin has raised the specter of nuclear weapons. And will he use them? I don't know. Is he crazy enough? I don't know. Is he sick enough? Because there's intel allegedly that he has a brain tumor. And I don't know what's a more dangerous Vladimir Putin, one with a brain tumor or one without a brain tumor. So will he use them? I don't know. But he doesn't need to. If you want to create real chaos here, he has the potential, much more than we do, to hit us with an EMP. He can hit us with an electromagnetic pulse and knock out our electrical grid, knock out our ability to communicate, And he can do it in the flip of a switch. And we don't have a similar ability to do that back to him at the same level because when he created or when he buttressed his electrical grid in in Russia, he did it under a security umbrella with security in mind. When we've done it here, it's with the environmentalists in mind. Our electrical grid is not set up to take that hit and to recover from it quickly. So if you knock out our ability to communicate and you knock out our ability to transport food and for the society to function as we normally do, you're going to be in a few days into civil unrest. As soon as food starts to run out, 
you're going to be in civil unrest here. So what happened to the Ukrainians probably won't happen here. We're not going to have a physical invasion overnight and we wake up tomorrow morning. But what we could well have is to get hit by an EMP because Putin may have a brain tumor or Putin may just be a megalomaniac who thinks that historical greater Russia needs to be reconstituted. It doesn't really matter. What matters is there is darkness on the planet and there is light on the planet. And there has always been in human nature, the best of us and the worst of us. And I don't mean those are necessarily different people. I mean, we're all capable of being our highest selves or being our lowest selves. What's going on now, both on the surface, what Putin is doing in Ukraine, but also what's going on around the world, the deception, the misinformation, the hypocrisy of our corporations that are Apple and Google and Facebook that are still doing business with China, an enemy, with Russia, an enemy, with Iran, an enemy, because they want the money, because they want to be global and they don't really care who they're selling their soul to and in the process selling us to. That's all real. And what that is, is a spiritual war. It's not a political war. It is on its surface, but you always have to peel back the next layer. And when you peel back enough layers, no matter where in history you stop and look, you always reach the same fundamental foundational layer. And that is human nature, the highest of us and the worst of us, the best of what we're capable of. We see that in acts of heroism. We see that in historical figures who we admire for their ability to lead people to be their highest selves. And we see it in historical figures who have organized us to be the worst of ourselves and then have used that organization to enslave and oppress the rest of us. We have to be very cognizant of what's happening right now. You know, there is an aspect of the movie, The Matrix, to what we're going through. And I say that because there's what appears on the surface. And then I want to give some credibility to those who have contacted me and say, it's much more devious and much more diabolical and much more complicated than it seems. Because I believe there's truth in that too. If we only respond to what it looks like on the surface and we don't connect the dots to the things that don't make sense, like why are we still buying oil from our enemies? Why are we literally financing what Putin is doing? I mean, he has a lot of financial reserve and so he can probably last a lot longer than we would like. But he also is taking a direct hit. I mean, the ruble is down to what? One cent. It's worth one cent today, the Russian ruble. And the Russian stock market has collapsed. So he's got his own problems. And some people say, well, he didn't anticipate this strong resistance or this organized a global response. He's in trouble now, too. I somehow think that Vladimir Putin, barring a brain tumor that has him thinking irrationally, knows how to play three-dimensional chess as well as anybody on the planet. And I don't think he did not consider the possibility of an organized response. 
But even in that organized response, you still come back to, I don't care about the sanctions that have been in place. And I don't care about him not being able to transfer money through SWIFT or have Russian corporations use SWIFT, which is international transaction of wired funds, as long as we're still spending millions of dollars buying the one commodity. He's got two commodities in Russia. He's got oil and he's got vodka. We're financing his oil industry at the same time that we've choked off our own. So when President Biden gets on TV or gets on the internet or gets on wherever you hear him from, or Jen Psaki, excuse me, Jen Psaki, you're not allowed to say Psaki, I think, when Jen Psaki or Joe Biden say that, you know, we're going to have to take some economic hits and yes, the gas prices and the food prices and it's part of standing up for what you believe in. Well, nonsense, absolute nonsense. Because if they really cared, and number one, you would not open the strategic oil reserves if you really cared, because you want to reserve that for when you actually go to war and need it. You don't want to use them when you have a much more immediate, well, not immediate at this point. It's going to take about eight months, as I may have said earlier. It's going to take about eight months now if we try to open the XL and get it back flowing and our other resources fracking for oil and gas. If we were, and, and I'm not, I don't want to get into a discussion in this podcast today about whether fracking is good or bad for the earth and what it does to the earth and the earth is a living thing. I know the earth is a living thing. I talk all the time about everything has consciousness. The table I'm sitting at has consciousness, just a lesser degree than I do as a human. So I know the earth can feel, but there are moments when you have to say, I have to do what I have to do in front of me in the moment. You know, (laughs) there's a saying, the reason that you want every generation to be able to have the next generation live better is because the reason you do struggle in your own lifetime is so that you may have to work really hard to accumulate wealth, but you want your progeny to be able to live a life where they don't have to struggle so much for wealth and they can expand their own, let's say their own inclinations and their own ability to live at a higher level than survival. I mean, that's what accumulation and inheritance is all about, ideally, is that you take away the need for survival, which lets people be more of their creative, intuitive, and expansive selves. So again, I'm not here to say fracking isn't hurting the earth. I'm sa- I'm here to say we have immediate problems. We have serious immediate problems. We have Vladimir Putin on the surface, and we may have a global deep state below the surface. Whatever that is, We need to realize we're in a spiritual war and that war is as much internal as it is external. It is as much about how each one of us steps up and what we do now and what we're willing to sacrifice now for what we believe in as it is dealing with the very superficial, let's send armaments to the Ukrainians because they're fighting an invasion. It's multifaceted, it's multi-leveled. And if I leave you with any message from today's podcast, it's to find your own highest self and to call on that now to not only stop believing what appears to be 
the marketed version of what's going on and go inside your heart and less inside your brain and ask yourself, does it make sense? And if it doesn't, how do I show up? How do I step into the moment? And what do I bring with me to elevate not only my immediate environment, but the entire human race, because we're all connected. Let's not feed the darkness in ourselves and one another. Let's go down inside of ourselves and plumb the light within us, bring that to the surface and connect that to the light in the rest of humanity. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Wednesday. May God protect those who are standing for freedom, for goodness, for light. You've been listening to Think for Yourself, and as I always encourage you, and now more than ever, until we meet here again, please think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.